All right, all right. Welcome back. We are live. It is the OG Are You Entertained podcast. I'm Trey Lessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. How we doing? Good, good. Good, good. If you're new to the program, we break down all the latest in music, movies, TV, and sports. A lot has gone down since our last podcast, so we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Strap in because this might be a long one, but we're going to make sure it's a fun one. So, uh, as always, we start off with our Shoot the Shit segment. Any albums or songs you've listened to, TV shows, movies you've watched, funny stories you'd like to tell since the last podcast. Um, I, I've been I've been watching a lot of animation. Kind of weird, mm. but yeah. What, what you got for us? Anything good that we're not going to break down and talk about? Um, I'm put, guessing we're not talking about season. Bad Bunch. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Uh the Bad Batch? Batch, yeah. 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 That's another animation. Yeah. I forgot about that, but yeah. That, I didn't watch last week, so I need to catch up on yeah. it. But it's 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 fine. Yeah. I was not very excited about this going into it. Like, it was yeah. just... It is what it is. I, I liked them in the last season of Clone Wars. I don't know if I was like, damn, this, like yeah. I need a series. No. Um, it's good because Filoni's good, and right. like, he does some good stuff with it, but it just feels like a group. It, it feels like the Mandalorian, but with like a group. Yeah, and, and more a girl kiddish. that's not like... Okay, can I... Can a, I, yeah, no, I don't want to be a dick. No, I'm no, sorry. We agree. But her voice... It's tough. It's tough. Like, do they need more Australian representation? I, I don't... I don't I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's It just kind of throws it's me the one, voice. No doubt. But uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, the, it's fine. The it's la- fun to watch. The last, quick. the last episode, they threw a little tie in okay. some yeah, other see, things. Yeah, I so need to watch. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Like, I, I want that. So if they keep giving me that type of stuff... Let, I'm all here for it. Um, a show that you absolutely need to watch is the Underground Railroad. It's a tough watch. It's fucking some. It's some hard shit. Um, to me, obviously, it's about the Underground Railroad. Um, I think it's based off a book, so it's stylized in what kind of feels like this dreamlike state. Like there's an actual railroad underground. Mm. So. In that regard, it's kind of weird, but there are some heavy, heavy things that you watch in this show, and the overall journey is just incredible. And to me, the the hardest thing and the craziest thing is like over the course of time, like in the grand scheme of things, this didn't happen all that long ago. It, mm-hmm. It's just fucking blows my mind. Um, it's very powerful. Very is that stars? Um, it's it's Amazon Prime. Amazon, okay. and it's a limited okay. series, so it's only ten episodes. But uh, it it it's a it's really good, really well done. Barry Jenkins, who did mm-hmm. Moonlight, is the helm of it, and just brilliant, brilliant. Um, another. So I watched a couple animated shows and a movie. I have on this little list, Modoc. It's a Marvel show. It's animated. It's on Hulu. Really fucking funny. Is uh, it like Marvel like? Feige Marvel? No, no, no. Okay. It, well, n- no, no. Because I know it's the character. I know the character. Yeah, it's not like, like it's not like chubby TV looking dude. Right. It's not girl. like it's weird animation too. It's like claymation, okay. if you will. Um, and it's that is it Pat Oswalt? Uh, uh, Pat Oswalt. Yeah, him from like yeah. King of Queens. Yes. Yeah. He he's Modoc. Okay. It's so fuck. It's it's really funny. Okay. 
Um, so if you're looking for a fun little show uh, for, for a good laugh, that's a good one. Another um, animated one that I just saw being raved about on Twitter was Invincible. And I went into it thinking that it was going to be funny. And it really wasn't. It's more of just an action animation show. Uh, but it gets it gets wild. It gets wild. It's definitely uh, TVMA. <laughs> um, so that is kind of cool. Kind of interesting. A movie that I really want to shout out, and I don't know if you've heard of it or seen it, but it's really, really fucking good. Highly recommend. It's like on Pixar level, I'll be honest. Um, it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's on Netflix. Um, it's the same. It's Sony Animation who also did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. So really, really good. Just a really, really good story. Uh, highly recommend that. I put inside the Bo Burnham special on this list. Have you gotten a I chance? still haven't watched it Ooh, yet. So you're a Bo it's Burnham fan. Yeah. You're really the one who put me on to Bo Burnham. I just saw this being talked about on the social medias. Um, really, really just brilliant. He's so, such a smart dude. Yeah, it, it's just a brilliant little, little film, if you will. I think like... I once you do watch it, I I want to make the argument whether or not it's a movie because it's a it's a comedy special, but there's kind of an arc to it. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, it was filmed over the co- course of a year, maybe even more, and it's literally inside a room. Like yeah. it's fucking brilliant. The songs are hilarious. Go check that out. I I know you will. So we'll have to talk about that when you do. Um, and then on terms of the music that we're not going to talk about, but just giving a shout out. This one, like low key, one of the best albums of the year so far, and it's "Sour" by my girl Olivia Rodrigo. Obviously, uh, her big thing was "Driver's License," but it's more than that. Um, "Brutal's Good," "Good for You" is all over the radio now. Like the whole thing, I'm just a big fan. I'm a big fan. Of it's awesome. Her telling her story and brutally honest. I love the cussing and yeah. the vulnerability. It's, it's young T Swift with a couple f bombs. Yeah, it, it, seriously though. Like it's just I, I I appreciate that she's doing the Disney thing. She's on High School Musical, the musical, the, the series, series. <laughs> which is I'm watching season two right now. It's and, very good. And are you a fan? Yeah. Okay. Fan. So that, it's just awkward because all of her breakup songs are about the co-star. That's in what the you show. said. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and so there's some funny stuff that, going on. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. But just to do the Disney thing, but yet dropping f bombs left and right, like I'm here for that. I, I, I can get behind that. Um, so I, that that's cool. And then another one I wanted to give a little shout out because I, I just like the return. Um, haven't heard this name for a while, but Lloyd Banks dropped an album, the G-Unit. curse, the curse of the inevitable. This man can still spit bars. So if you're looking for that hardcore, rapidy rap that this is for you. Um, and that's really all I have. I know, uh, I, I didn't put it on the list to like fully break down, but uh, I know you watched in the Heights. Yes. Tell us, tell us about that in the Heights. It's good. It was a Broadway play that, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, it's a play. Yeah. It's a Broadway. Oh, I play. didn't know that. I thought it was just a movie. No. And then he adopted it okay. to a movie. Okay. And then I think he changed like the very first song I think he wrote. So okay. like there's some liberties taken. There. Interesting. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know it was a musical, but or, it's cool. Uh, it's a, a play. Yeah. Uh, like his, about Hispanic families living, um, in the Bronx um, mm-hmm. and kind of the struggles and, and different things that go on there. So it's a really cool story. Music's fun. Uh, the dancing is really cool. They do some cool animation things um, in yeah. some of the songs. So um, it's long. It's a very long yeah. watch, um, but it's fun. So in, in the most, like I texted you, the most unsurprising news, 
I tried to watch this last night, and I may or may not have fallen asleep. <laughs> um, I got the last thing I remember is like the lottery, and nobody won the lottery, okay. and maybe that comes to fruition in the end. I don't know, but uh, so I don't know. Like I love the representation. The music is cool. The visuals are cool. The story I appreciate. The like the dreamer chasing his dream, uh, his or her dreams. I just am not a musical guy. I I, I just. It's hard for me when they break sentence or they're literally fully in sentences when it's singing. Ugh, it's hard. It's hard for me to get through. But the only like thing that I struggle with is, and I, I, I'm in the minority here, but a lot of people love the main character. I thought he was fine. He's see, the dude that was in Hamilton. Yeah, no, I, I low key like him. Uh, see, I I just thought he was okay. Um, and then I really wasn't a fan of Jimmy Smith's daughter. That goes to Stanford. Okay, just they didn't do it for you. She was, she was, yeah, she was not great to me. But so when you say not great, is it like more so they're singing, they're so acting? I think she's singing so high every time, and like there's no change in pitch, and it sure. just like the rest of them had a little bit of more range than her. Okay, okay. Um, so I just struggled with that. Interesting, interesting. But it's good. Yeah, uh, uh, I. So the question is, do I? Yeah, finish you gotta it? finish it. Gotta finish it. You gotta finish it. All right. It feels like if it's a down movie year, it, it's a sneaky Oscar um, nom. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I I will do my best to finish this one. Okay. The only other thing I'm gonna plug quick yeah. is, have you watched Mayor of Easttown? I have not. I've, I've seen everyone talking about it. Okay. Um, it's crazy because HBO has been like. I miss HBO Sunday nights, and I know this was an HBO Sunday night show, but it seems like HBO has this niche of limited series, and mm -hmm. especially the detective style. Like, yeah. I think that's what this is, right? Yeah. Um, it's basically a whodunit. Okay. Know. Okay. And it's is it is it crazy? Is it as yeah. good and yeah, crazy as they say it is really on Twitter? Good. Kate Winslet is <clears throat> phenomenal in it. Okay. It's just crazy to see. Like I think everybody remembers her from Titanic, right. and like to see her now, she absolutely nails the character. Yeah, so I, I've seen that comparison on, on Twitter yeah, for sure. It's worth a watch. Interesting. All right, well, I will get, put that on the list as well. Um, let's get right into it, though. The the main topics we're gonna start off with music. We a, a lot of times we start movies and TV, but I feel like this this podcast has a lot of music, you know, news. So we're gonna kick it off with that. The Tyler, the Creator album rollout. I don't know if you've seen this going on on Twitter, but it, it, it's a lot. It's And I'm here for it. It all came to fruition today. I was actually writing out this script today, and uh, a new song came out. So I kind of had to uh, – I did this in chronological order, if you will. But uh, a mysterious billboard appeared in L.A. with a phone number that routed to a brief message from Tyler, the Creator's mom – Speculations then began to surface that obviously everyone thought it was going to be a new Tyler, the Creator album. On the billboard, it said, call me if you get lost. Um, then after that, Tyler posted a short video of him making out with a girl then driving away. His friend Taco, who is also in the Dave show. Do you watch Dave? I haven't. Oh, Gotta watch Season Dave. Season two is just coming Season out. Season two comes out tonight. Can't wait. Uh, but his friend Taco, Taco is in, Dave. That's why I brought that up. While wearing an Iowa State sweatshirt, I mind you. That. Very interesting choice. Very surprised with that. Uh, he then comes up and says, who was that? And the girl replies, no one. They walk away with their dog. The title comes up and it says, call me if you get lost. Uh, it appears at the end of the video. 
basically all but confirming this is the new Tyler, the creator album. Um, then Tyler, I think the next day after that shared a phone number on his social media platforms. I called it, uh, it routed to a snippet of what appeared to be a song. And then today he drops the bomb on us and we got a new song called lumberjack. And I don't know if you gotten the chance to listen uh, to it, yeah. but I really fucking enjoyed it. Really good. Um, more so when I when I watched that that video of him making out with Taco Walk and whatever, I got Igor vibes. You you you've heard Igor and yeah, like yeah, Igor, right? Big fan of Igor. Right. That to me, Igor is like very poppy. It's not even really a rap album. This song. So when when I. I don't know. I just kind of got that vibe when I saw that that video. Okay. That, did you see that video on Twitter? Uh, I no. saw like the still frames. Right, right. So I don't know. Just the 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 background, you know, music and the colors reminded me of Igor. But then he dropped this song, and it is surprisingly a lot more rapidy rap. Um, you even have like DJ drama ad libs. Mm. Like it kind of sounded like. Do you remember uh, JID's album when mm-hmm. he kind of had the DJ drama yeah. hosted album, if you will? That that's what I'm wondering if we're gonna get throughout on this next album. Be interesting. Super inter- yeah. in- er- interesting. Um, but I don't know. I just really enjoy this rollout. Um, Tyler the Creator has steadily put out music. Every other summer, it feels like he takes two years and he drops in the summer and he goes off. The progression on Tyler, the creator's music is like nothing else in my opinion. Like if you think (laughs) about him with Goblin, Yonkers, I don't know if you Mm -hmm. remember watching the Yonkers video of him eating the fucking cockroach, but now you, he's fully out and he's come out as gay and I mean, maybe he's even bi, I don't know, but, um, just Igor, just plain Igor, the mm. progression. And it's not just that, like him making fun of gay people to becoming a gay person. It's more so musically, like he was straight, weird, hardcore rap. And now he's this fully blown artist with instrumentals playing in the background. And it, it just mm. the evolution is a beautiful thing in my eyes. Um, what do what do you think about that? Would you agree? Like, if yeah, you no, think of musical evolution, is he the like one of the best? Crazy, right? Right. Absolutely. It, it's I like take it for what it is here, but it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of Mac Miller, who is like all happy. Yeah. Like, you know, I would say party frat music, rap. frat, frat rap, rap. Yes. To you know, Beautiful. circles and stuff. Exactly. Like, it, it, it as these rappers get older. To me, like the way that they become better is they do mature and, and right. the, the tone changes and you're not putting out the same type album right. um, every time. I think J. Cole's another guy who's even done that a little bit. So it, it's nice. That's what you, like to me. That's what I want out of a rapper. I don't want the same thing every single time. So, um, but no doubt, he's take. He was almost like I like. Uh, Goblin is almost like a horror film, right? Right. Like it, it's just so weird, right? And out there, and there's some. He says some outlandish shit. Oh yeah. Um, it's almost like it's almost like I want to listen to him. Like, like obviously, like I'm Catholic, I believe in God, but like it's like I want to listen to him, not in spite, but it's yeah. like like I'm proving to myself, like fuck, I can listen to this guy. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like. It, he says that type of shit yeah. like crazy, no, you know. It, yeah, it's and now to go to this, yeah. it's just it's it's crazy. It it's is crazy. crazy. 
Um, but I guess what, so I know you haven't listened to the album or the, the new song, but what do you, what are your expectations out of a new Tyler, the creator album, um, without listening to the song, would you expect a continuation of Igor? Does he go back to rap? I would have guessed, um, or I will guess that it, it'll probably be a combination. Like to me, it's going to be almost like a Drake album in the sense where, there's going to be some singing songs. There's going to yeah. be some rap songs. There's going to be like true pop songs. Like, sure. I, I think it's just that mix of everything. Um, I don't know if we'll get Goblin type stuff, but it's <laughs> going to be, yeah. you know, kind of a, it's going to like mirror kind of what his um, transformation has been. Yeah. I know, can see going that. all the way I back. I can see that. I will predict that. I think Tyler, the creator, is on a level of popularity. He's won the Grammy for mm -hmm. Igor. He even had, I mean, if you go to like big, big cities, I bet you you would have heard See You Again from Flower Boy and even probably Earthquake, at uh, you yeah. know, in some cities. Um, but I think this is going to be the album where you hear that huge smash hit that will chart uh, well, top charts, and you'll hear on the radio stations. I get, I could see that this becoming his moment, if you will, in mainstream popularity. Mm -hmm. Like I think he's already. I, I personally think he's at his peak. You know, with, with Flower Boy and Igor. Now it's just how does he get that to the masses? I think, and hopefully not decline. Yeah. Um, critically, so it'll be it'll be fun to see. Um. If if any, uh, do you think we get any features on this? Who are you hoping to see? There's one that uh, you go first because there's one person that I think they need to work together. Okay. Um, well, he always he always seems to work with like Pharrell and Kanye and um, like Schoolboy Q and the kind of TDE Odd Future gang, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but uh, I don't know if I would like. Obviously, this probably can't happen unless it's coming from the vault. But you said it, Mac Miller and Tyler the Creator. That would have been a real. They cool. do have a song together. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, okay, from uh, Mac's album. But just to hear that again would be beautiful. Um, I'd, I'd have to think about. Mine it. would be uh, Childish Gambino. That would be cool. That Those would be two cool. together, like think how crazy that yeah, song would that, be. That would be really cool. Um, if I can think of a, um, I, I feel like. I feel like like a, a female singer on the hook would be perfect. I'd have to like put. I'd have to really like think a about Sia it. Sia or something, not Sia. Um, um, but the uh, first I don't know name why that honestly, Sia came the to honestly, mind. honestly, the first name that came up was her, like okay. H E R R. Yeah. Uh, that could be cool. I don't know. Um, he always he works with that uh, Callie Ooklace, um, who was on See You Again, and she I think has like a top forty song. Um, so maybe we get more of that. I don't know. I I'm here for the Tyler the Creator album. Hopefully we don't have to wait too long. Um, it seems like this rollout has really ramped up. But um, Another news that broke today, the 2021 XXL freshman class list was revealed. And I'm just going to go out. Uh, I was going to ask the question, more of a lean, leaning question to Brandon, but I'm just going to go out here and give my personal opinion because I think it aligns with mine probably. Um, this is probably the worst list that I can remember in recent years. Uh, uh, before we hopped on, um, double XL posted on Twitter, a thread of every, um, list with the cover and just going back throughout the years, like there were some stacked fucking lists and 
man, I, I don't know many of these names. And this names. one tops it? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know many of these names. I will say um, right off the bat for snubs, my boy Kenny Mason, it's a goddamn travesty that he is not on this list. Um, he put out a great album in Angelic Hood Rat last year, and he put out another, I don't know if it's a deluxe or just another album called Supercut this year that was really good. This man deserves a double XL spot, and maybe he declined it. Who knows? But man, these I I I don't know who I want to press play on. I can barely pronounce most of these rappers, <laughs> right? let alone <laughs> right? know who the hell they are. I I'll give it a shot. I know that I'm terrible with pronunciations, but we got Maury, who is on the uh, J Cole album, and he had a a good hook. I think he's more of a singer, to be honest. But uh, we got Ian Dior. We got Lakia. We got DDG, 42 Doug, Ruby Rose. I assume Blacklist, I think, uh, or B-List, Pooh Shiesty, Tusi, Koi Laray, and Flo Millie. Those are that is your 2021 double XL freshman list. Congrats to all of you. Have you heard of any well of these deserved, people? I'm sure. <laughs> no. He said, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so off top, I've heard of Pooh uh, Shiesty. I've heard of Moray from J. Cole's new album, but before that, I really hadn't heard of him. Um, I've heard the name Ian Dior, but that's really about it. And normally I'm good about these things. Like, yeah. I'll be honest with you, but. Maybe I'm just such a fucking old head now that um, this just new so wave young, young isn't my thing. Game. Hey, for real. Um, but if you go back and look at these lists, like the my favorite is the one that Logic was on. Um, you got like Schoolboy on that. You got Action Bronson on that. Um, the one, the one that I think Kendrick and Mac Miller were on. That was a few years before that. Just there's some stacked fucking yeah. lists, and you they're like staples in this game now. And I know. You look at these people and oh, they'll be the next staples. But I wouldn't. I don't know. I would. I think I would think that I have my ear to the hip hop grind, uh, grindstone a little bit, and I would hear these names. But uh, I don't know, man. Double XL, you need to step your shit up, or <laughs> give us, or give us the list. We'll put out an Are You Entertained list and uh, give you guys what you want. So there's that. But speaking of kind of the future and the summer and big music drops. We could be on the cusp of a big name summer for big name uh, music drops. I'm just gonna go through this list. Um, there, it's it's it has the potential to be a dope summer. Really, this year has not been um, very big in terms of of music, especially with hip hop. J Cole kind of came through and saved it. And when when was that? Was that April? Uh, or was it might have even been May. May. It might have yeah. been May, yeah. So five whole months of really, really scarce, a scarcity of hip-hop. I, I know that Olivia Rodrigo, Rigo, did Taylor Swift drop like a – didn't she drop like the originals for mm-hmm. one of her uh, yeah. albums? I don't know if that was any anything new. Were there, were there a, new a couple new there. songs? You got that. You got Justin Bieber, like – Really, not a lot of big albums. So J Cole came through and really turned it up, and we'll we'll get into his album. But uh, let's talk about kind of some some previewing things that might be coming. So most recently, um, Isaiah Rashad from TDE he previewed a new song called Headshots for the Locals, 
And I have been waiting a long fucking time for this song. He previewed. I don't know if he really previewed it. Well, okay. So he previewed it in an IG live session. And obviously some people screen recorded it and it made it to Twitter and the internet. And ever since I saw that, oh my God, this song it is just smooth as hell. I cannot wait. And then he put out an official like teaser for it. It's coming this Friday. Couldn't be any more excited. Um, and then when he put out his first song from the upcoming album, lay with, lay with me, lay with you. I can't remember what it's, uh, it's either lay with me or lay with you. Uh, but there was an article that came out with it and it revealed that his upcoming album is going to be called the house is burning and it is supposedly dropping in June. June is definitely coming to a close. So I hope if he's dropping just a single this week, what maybe next week (laughs) june june is uh dwindling so hopefully he comes out with that um what do you think are you you a fan of isaiah rashad i don't know if i've really listened to a lot yeah he's definitely on twitter um because it feels like that's all anybody talks about as far as like upcoming albums that like Mm -hmm. they're most excited about yeah Uh, and i know chase is a huge fan he's excited everyone seems super excited so well i can tell you um, that it's probably because it's been, I think, five years since the Sun's tirade, his last album. Um, I think the man had a, a, like a drug or lean or something issue, um, and he had to go to rehab, and um, so that kind of messed with his um, music making ability. But he's relearning, and uh, I, I know this from that article, and I was kind of reading it. But it's been five years, so people are fiending for some. Uh, Isaiah Rashad, really some TD in general. Yeah, no the shit. whole label at fucking Kendrick, SZA, Schoolboy Q, Absol, like none of them have put out music in a really long time. So uh, I'm hoping we get Isaiah Rashad soon. Next on the docket, we have Vince Staples. He shared what appears to be the artwork for an upcoming single. The caption said June 18th, Law of Averages. I assume that's the name of the song. Um, are you a Vince Staples fan? <sighs> I don't like he's good. Yeah. Um, he's hit or miss for me. Yeah, like when I, he that, hits, that's a good way to I, put he's it. fucking awesome. When, when I wasn't the biggest fan of his last album, the big fish theory. Um, I loved, um, the album before that. And it's the, is it Ramona park? The one with North North, like his big fucking song. I can't remember the name of the album off the top of my head. I can picture the, the, uh, artwork. Um, but when he hits, it's amazing. When he doesn't, it's just, yeah, to me. So I'm hoping he comes back in, a, in a, with authority. I'm excited to hear this one. Um, after that, we have JID. He's been teasing an upcoming album and tour. Um, he has all but confirmed that the the next album is going to be called The Forever Story, perhaps a sequel to The Never Story. I would assume it's the sequel. Um, I know you're a JID fan. Yes. I cannot wait for this one, yes. man. Um, um, so love JID. I think he's going to. He already is making his way to being a staple. I think this album has the potential to make him a staple. Um, pass the torch from J. Cole to JID. That's what I think it has potential to do. After that, we have Corday, formerly YBN Corday. Loved his uh, last album, The Lost Boy, but uh, he's been teasing a new album. He hinted, he hinted at it a few times uh, in his 2021 EP, Just Until. Um, the album could be called From a Bird's Eye View. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to some of those songs on that EP, but just 
amazing. The dude, the dude, I, I think him and JID are one and the same. They're both going to be the next J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar's in my eyes. That's that's how I feel about them. Um, so I'm just really excited to see his progression on this on this album. Um, are you a Corday fan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Lost Boy was super dope. Um, so hopefully we get that fairly soon. And then the big one, Drizzy Drake. Obviously he's been teasing Certified Lover Boy since last year. We got um, Laugh Now, Cry Later, which is the uh, uh, assumed first single. I don't know if it's going to make the cut now at this point since it's been so long. Uh, he shared a teaser for the album late last year that said it'd be out in January, but he said uh, his focus was on recovering from his injury. It was a knee injury, right? Yeah, he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL, okay. Yeah, so he was recovering from that. That's why it didn't come out January. He then said, um, wait, so where does uh, Dark Lane demo tapes fall in this whole scenario? 2020. 2020, yeah. Okay, yeah. My my years are getting mixed (laughs) up with the whole 2020 lost year. Yeah, it was 2020. Okay, so we put out that that and said... um, I don't fucking know. At some point, he said it was coming out this summer. Um, he since dropped the Scary Hours EP, two EP, excuse me. Um, it broke Billboard records. It was three songs. It was three, three songs, songs, right? And it held, um, it occupied the one, two, and three spots on the charts, which I think must have been the first time for an EP to do that. I don't, I don't know crazy. the specifics on that, but. If it's going to be anybody to do that, it's going to be Drake. Uh, even more recently, Drake was interviewed during the Ultimate Rap League's N O M E. Um, that what's that Roman numeral? A eleven. 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 The N O M E eleven battle uh, tape event or tape event rap event, and uh, he discussed attending another upcoming battle, Summer Madness. Initially, Drake didn't commit to attending Summer Madness because he was busy working on his album. However, when the interviewer the interviewer told him the battle would be at the end of the summer, Drake responded, oh, I'll be there. My album will be out by then. So, uh, and of course, plus he still has his little heart haircut going. Um, certified lover boy. It feels like it has the potential to become the next detox. <laughs> like it's never coming out. Uh, but hopefully that we can add that to this list of albums that potentially could come out this summer and or this year. What do you think? Out of all those, what are you most excited about? Uh, what do you see in terms of what will come sooner rather than later? What, what do you think here? But Drake is the obvious one just because he's the biggest hitter out of them all. But yeah. Cordray is probably the my second on there. Cordray, you said? Cordray, yeah. Okay. Um, the Drake thing, though. I know how you feel about rappers announcing something and then pushing it back. Yeah, he's taking the page out of Lil Wayne's uh, <laughs> exactly. book here. Exactly. But I, I feel like the album has to be done because this may have been hanging with LeBron James for right. like, a solid month. 100%. And – to me, just certified lover boy, the aura of that. To me, it really feels like a February album. But if you're, if it's not going to be <laughs> Valentine's Day, it has to be a summer album, right? You would think you would think. So I would think it's coming. Yeah, July. Can we can we throw out July? Question mark. I'm what do gonna, you think? I'm, I'm not going to put expectations I'm, on it because you don't want to be dashed. I'll say November of 2027. <laughs> oh, fair. Goddamn, certified lover boy will be. <laughs> A real myth by then. 
Um, all right. Anything else on? What's on the these? one you're most excited for? I will be honest. I'm really excited for the Isaiah Rashad just because it's been five years. Um, aside from that, I'd probably say JID. Um, They're all good options. Yeah, I mean, if all those come out in summer of 2021, holy shit, it's going to be a crazy be summer. Needed, 100%. It's been a long year so far. Desert out here. Right. I mean, uh, aside from the off season, which beautiful transition because we'll talk about that next, but it has been a slow year for, for hip-hop for sure. Um I don't think we, we haven't talked about uh, the off season yet, have we? Okay, and it's kind of a little dated. It's a few weeks old at this point, um, maybe a month and a little bit um, old. But uh, the off season by J Cole. I'm assuming by now you've gotten the chance to listen to it in its entirety from front to back. Yes. Um, what do you think? It's J Cole, man. Like the great thing about J Cole is. Even if I don't like love the album, it's still gonna be really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and this was a really fucking good album. He, I think this is probably the best bars he's ever given us. One hundred percent. Um. So it was it was impressive. Yeah. And I, we kind of talked about this on our last Scrubs podcast. So I gave my opinions, but now that we're you know I want to hear your opinion and um, give you know bounce bounce my opinions off that. Um. So. I think like normally J. Cole puts out an album and there's a theme, there's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, this didn't really feel like there was that. To me, the theme is like this is the off season. I'm getting better. I'm preparing for the next album, which is report like which he's been teasing. It's the fall off. Mm-hmm. The fall off to me, he's given uh, a lot of hype. And I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting a story in that one. This is, I'll be honest, this, this is my hot take for this album. If it was a different era, if it was like the mixtape era, this would be a free mixtape. Yeah. On that piff. I, I really, I really think it was. Not to say that it was bad and it doesn't, it's not worthy of being dubbed an album because I think it is. I think J. Cole is rapping to the best of his abilities at this point. Like the, like you said, the bars are High fucking, fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just the first bar out the gates, put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother. Now <laughs> like, like super bars. Um, but again, there's no story. There's, there's really no theme. Like, uh, if you want to count the off season, getting better as a theme. Sure. Um, and I'm okay with that. Every, every album doesn't have to have a theme, but I, I will also say that ever since, He's found that 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 pocket of that slight auto tuned flow. It really, it started with Middle Child off uh, the Dreamer uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three. If you go back and listen to that, it has that slight auto tune. Then he came out with the climb back, which ended up on this album, um, and Lion King on Ice. He it has that little slight auto tune flow, but you get a lot of that on this album, which I I like. I'm okay with him um, getting in his auto-tune bag and rapidly rapping his ass off. Um, I I cannot wait to see what's in store for the fall-off. And here's my other hot take. I could see him pulling. I know he's saying he's taking his time with the fall-off and um, it's going to be a minute, but I could see him pulling some crazy shit and dropping it in December. Because if you go back and listen, or not listen, if you go back and, and think about it, uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive dropped in December. The same day, two years later, Four Your Eyes only dropped. So I don't know. I could just see him pulling a stunt like that where um, the fallout 
the fall off drops this year. Um, the only thing playing my own devil's advocate is to me, the fall off sounds to me like J Cole is, you know, maybe retiring and I don't know if he's ready for that. So maybe that won't happen, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm Got here for more J Cole though. To, yeah. It's a, to, the weird part that that was also cool with the kind of rollout of the mm-hmm. off season as he was actually playing basketball yeah. in the African league or whatever. Now I think since then he had to quit for like a family reason or something. But, um, you know, to me it's, it's, I mean, not to get deep and corny or anything, but like, it's cool that he's rapping, he's doing his thing. He's at the peak of his rap game, but yet he's chasing this other dream. Like just, yeah. it, it just goes back to don't, don't give up on your dreams. Just a really cool, cool thing. But, um, but yeah, what, what's your, what's your favorite song off the off season? That's tough. Um, 95 South. The intro is stop, stop. It's tough. Stop, tough to stop. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Amari's yep. probably right up yep, there for sure. Those would probably be my top two. Yeah. So if I had to pick a few, I would say, uh, let go. My hand is my favorite. Um, then I'd probably say Amari and 100 mil. One and million, I'm doing a grind. The man, yeah, the man has just found his little bag where I feel like he's at the intersection of popularity and like critical acclaim, if you will. Like, I just it also feels like people stop. Like, there is a lot of like shitting on J. Cole as like a boring rapper, right? Right, right, shit like that. It feels like I think everybody. Heard this and was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, he can really do this at right. the top level, one hundred percent. And I, I think, I don't know if it's because this has been such a dry year for hip hop, or if it's just because it's that fucking good. But this felt like an event album. Like, mm-hmm. there's always an event album every year, and this just it felt like hip hop as a community came together and was listening to this at one collective time. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I I'm. It was super cool. I was down in Galveston, Texas, and uh, <laughs> everyone was going to sleep, and I put my headphones on and listened to this right when it came out at 11 slash midnight. Um, super cool. I'll always remember that. Uh, I also, so immediately off the bat, when you heard Kill a Cam on the intro, Cameron, um, I, immediately, I immediately was like, all right, features, baby. We're getting <laughs> some fucking features. Then we got, what, 21 Savage. We got that more uh, Maury. We got um, Boz, who is a Dreamville guy, but he's singing on this, which I kind of liked. And then we had Little Baby. That was the biggest surprise for me. Was Little Baby yeah. hearing Little Baby hop on a fucking J Cole song? Never thought that would have happened. Um, but I will be honest with you, the whole time I'm thinking, because at that time when it first dropped, the they weren't listed features. Yeah. I was thinking the whole time, where's Kendrick? Where's Kendrick? Where's Kendrick? And it didn't come. But you know what? We still have the fall off. Not getting my hopes up. But if he's waiting for a Kendrick feature, I would have to think it'd be on the fall off. Let's let's make it happen. Do you think it'll happen? At least one song, right? I would have to think. Uh, I don't one care. of their next two albums. I don't have. To, I don't. I don't care about the collab album that they've been talking about for fucking. That's years. not gonna happen. Just give me a give me a song. How about each do one song in each album? Of their that would be albums? dope. That would be dope. And even so, Rob, I know I think I talked about this on a podcast a long time ago. But Rob Markman from Genius, he said this is going to be the year. It might have even been last year. I don't fucking know that we're going to get Kendrick, Cole, and Drake on a song. How fucking crazy would that be? I was trying to think. If if that were to happen, what of of those three, what album will it be on? 
it has to be either Drake or J. Cole because Kendrick's telling a story. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, my yeah. that's my opinion. It'd probably be Drake. Drake? Yeah. He's the biggest one. Right. So. Right. How crazy would that be? That would be nuts. Oh, my God. The, just, it would Have be Drake on Drake and J. Cole been on a song together? I don't think those um, two. If you... Oh, so Jodeci yeah. Freestyle, if you want to consider that. Yeah, didn't did they have one on like uh one of the oh, first albums? In the morning. In yes. the morning. Yep, yep. In I forgot morning. about that one. Yeah. Yep. I think technically that was from Friday Night Lights, but yeah, then he the, put it on yeah. the sideline story or something. Yeah. But uh yeah. J. Cole, the off season super dope. Um do you do you have a favorite feature? Did I already ask you that? No. I don't know if I have a favorite one. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm I'm not Lil like Baby's the, actually was pretty good. You like Lil Baby? I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest 21 Savage fan, but the man rises to the occasion he, when he, he did, hops in the booth with Cole. He did give a little good little verse there. Right? Like, I saw it when, you know, when this album first came out, people were like, fuck the Kendrick and Cole album. Give us the <laughs> Cole, 21, the 21 Cole album. 21, 21. <laughs> uh, so, there's that. Um, is So, where where do you think this ranks amongst the J. Cole albums? I know that's tough. That's but. tough. I would probably put up fourth. Fourth? I think fourth. Okay. Where would you have it? It's a, to me, For Your Eyes Only holds a special place in my heart just because I, I I love the the story albums, the theme albums, and I think that is that. Is that. Um, but 2014, Four Hills Drive That'd is number probably one. number two. It's mostly everyone's number one. Yeah. Um, and... Then it might be this. It might be this one, number three for me. Uh, I really, in terms I don't of rapping rap, I also I really, love Born Center. Though. Born Center would be Born Center's favorite. like very underrated in yes, my opinion. I agree, and I lo- I like Kod. I think it's really good. I just think, again, going back to me being um, the story guy, I think the concept was better than the execution. Yeah, you know, Kod what I mean? kind of fell flat for me a little bit. Yeah, and I I like songs off it. I just if if he would have. If he would have hit full circle and maybe chose which KOD, because remember he had those three different things, it would have like hit home for me more. It's just I don't know. Like you said, it kind of fell flat a little, but yeah, um, yeah. It, so I think fourth would be where fourth I put it. is you. Okay, um, is J Cole the best out right now? He's the only one out right now. He's the only one out right now. By technical <laughs> difficulty, yeah, fair. So, fair. Uh, but no, of the big names, like to me, I think he. God, that's hard. Uh, I, I think he's. Mm. I uh, so here's. I, the I thing. think he's one. A, he's one A or one B with Kendrick. Yeah. When when Kendrick releases music, I personally like yeah. Kendrick better. Um. Just and like you said, probably one A, one B. But um, Kendrick, man, he has been off the fucking grid. And Cole will at least do a lot of like. Um, He'll get a, get on a feature and like do a yeah, song, like yes. do a verse and stuff. Right. Where it's like Kendrick. Kendrick literally hasn't. That man's and price must be thirty mil or something for a verse. I don't. I I just have to think he's like perfecting. To to honestly though, I, like last year to me TDE, I was like, damn, like they're gonna drop. They haven't dropped. Yeah. yeah. And so, especially after Dreamville had their big year with yeah. Revenge of the Dreamers, and so I was like, all right, TDE is gonna come back with a vengeance, right? You would think. And and so obviously COVID hit, and then it makes you think like, okay, they're just not going to do it because they want to tour after. And I get that, but now we're getting back to a somewhat of normalcy. Um, and 
I just have to think that Kendrick has something in the tank. There was recently a little uh, snippet. I think it might have even been an IG Live. But uh, the game, the rapper The Game, said something like, and take it with a grain of salt here, but he said, oh, Kendrick Kendrick has something on the way, man. He's dropping soon. <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. But I would have to think, like, if Isaiah Rashad is dropping, I would have to think Sizz is coming because she has – She's been kind of out there uh, in the public a little bit. And then right after that, I would have to think Kendrick. Unless the man is just quietly retired. I, I don't fucking know. Like, you would have to think something's coming, right? You would think. Man. The only other thing I could think of is if, you know, because he basically did, like, the Black Panther soundtrack. Right. Is what if he's doing something like that for another big movie sure, or something sure. where he's putting together a bunch of shit right. on top of also doing sure. his album. And I want to I want to go on record here and say like I appreciate when artists take their time and really perfect it like especially with Kendrick because he puts out such deep yeah. cohesive storytelling thematic albums. Um I I can appreciate you taking the time. It's just man, I want some new Kendrick really bad. Uh so who knows? Hopefully we get some in 2021 if not sooner rather than later. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Should we go into some movies TV now? Let's get into Let's it. Let's talk some low-key. Uh, second episode just dropped today. I think we both have watched it. Yes. Um, so we can kind of lump it into one discussion, the first and second episode. What do you think of the first two episodes? They're a lot of fun. I, I think, think so, too. I think when – so when they initially, like, rolled out the plan for Disney+, Plus, it was – WandaVision, Falcon, and this. Mm -hmm. And I think both of us said that Loki, I think we kind of knew would be like the for sure good-ass series. Like yeah. the other two, there's some questions yeah. about. This one's no doubt. And right. Tom Hiddleston, I, I mean, he's perfected Loki. Basically, right. is Loki at this point. Yeah. Um, but his, him and Owen Wilson together are crazy. They're 100%. so good. The, yeah. the dynamic between those two – because what's crazy is not a ton has really happened so yeah. far in the first it's all kind of set up, right? It's basically been dialogue yeah. just between those two. Right. But they they have such good chemistry, and they're so damn good together. And right. they both have, you know, like they're both witty. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's made the the first two episodes feel a lot faster paced right. than what WandaVision and um, Cap were. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I just – I love I, – I, I love the Disney Plus platform w with what Marvel is doing. Um, I think they when they have the space to dive deep into one little realm of the MCU, they 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 have free reign. And I think this is a like I say that more so with WandaVision because that was just so unique and opened the door. This is another kind of on the same cusp of that. Because, you know, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not I'm not a comic book guy, but I don't think – is the TVA a thing in the comics? I'm not sure. Right. Like, that just feels like something that the – maybe it maybe. is, but I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like something that a writer's room would kind of come up with. And I I, I just think it, the first two episodes, super fucking fun. I, I've, I've had a blast. Yeah. One of my favorite things that Disney Plus has done with these uh, – or, or Marvel Studios right. has done with these um, – is every season it feel like every new show right. has felt really big, right? Like mm -hmm. we think it has a huge impact going forward in Marvel, which it probably does. Yeah. 
But what they do is it's all about like one specific theme, right? right? So for like Wanda, it was about grief and 100%. how to handle that. Yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier was a lot about race right. and racism. Um, and this one is very much about destiny versus like free will. Yeah, um, I, I could see that. And so like I love that like while they're going out and there's different stories and, you know, there's funny moments, there's serious moments. Mm-hmm. They all kind of have like an essential theme. It's almost like an album, right? Yeah. Like a cohesive album yeah. that tells a story, right? Um, and so I love that Disney Plus has really done that. And, yeah. Because um, yeah. it's not just, oh, we have to fight a bad guy. We have to kill a bad guy, right? Like right. there's so much more laced right. into all of these that and I think that's it's what been the, a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that's what the t- – like we're in such a golden age of TV. Mm-hmm. I think that's what – You can just go so much deeper exactly. than two that's, and a half hours. Exactly. That's what this platform does for the these type of things, which, which I Which is going to be great too for when we get like Moon Knight and we right. get some of these characters that we that don't, we don't know, know about. Right. Is we can get to know them so well. So when they do go right. onto the big screen, it's like – Oh yeah. yeah, I love this character. Exactly. I know about this character. Like it's not just we're doing Civil War again so we can introduce six new superheroes, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um I couldn't agree more with what you just said there. Um <clears throat> it's it's super fun. I love um Miss Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> she seems hilarious and awesome. Um I love the whole concept of the the TVA. Um like you said Owen Wilson it, it seems awesome. And uh, but I want to get into we always got to talk about some theories when it comes to Marvel here. Um, and I know that you were a big Mephisto guy. I was. In, uh, WandaVision. Still holding out hope. <clears throat> Still holding out hope. Season two. But um, to me, the first episode when they go to like 1500 France or whatever and we pan over to the stained glass of what looked to me like the devil, I immediately thought, OK, Mephisto, baby, <laughs> let's go. Don't you think that was kind of them like edging like, everybody? Fuck, like, like, yeah, fuck hey, you. fuck you yeah, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that will be a thing or if they're just kind of giving us the middle finger. Um, but also, and th- this you might have more knowledge of. This is why I brought this up. Did I keep on getting Kang the Conqueror vibes? Yeah. And is one of the timekeepers Kang the Conqueror? Because to me, yeah. in, he is. Essentially, that's what it's going. I think that's what they're leading up to is okay. that he will become kind of the main like timekeeper. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Okay. Cause just, just to me, what I know of him, which isn't very much, but just seeing like the announcement that Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country is going to be him in the MCU um, and seeing like the side-by-side with the comics and the announcements and stuff – it seemed like to me it looked like those statues in that lady's the office. The lizard god. Yeah, it looks similar to what I at least think Kang the Conqueror looks like. Yeah. So I didn't know if they were hinting at that or if it's something's going to happen there. Yeah. So like my big prediction would be that we probably don't see Kang the Conqueror in this show mm-hmm. except for maybe like an end credit scene in the last episode. That'd be sick. That would be my guess. And I think I think I saw on Twitter uh, somebody in an interview asked Jonathan Majors, like, are you in Loki? And they said, the only Marvel guy who can keep a secret, he said, I have no idea what you talk- or you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, who knows? But that, that'll be fun to watch. I think he is officially in Ant-Man 3. Like, that's what he is truly casted so. in. Yeah. Um, but he has the potential to be a, the big bad, like a big bad, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, one hundred percent. Do you do you? I mean, is that your straight up prediction? Do you think like Galactus will be a big bad? Do you think I don't think Mephisto will be? No, I don't think there's gonna be much of a big bad in this. I think it's just gonna be. The, I just meant the, more so in the in the MCU moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I know it's too early to tell, and that's tough. But I think so much of it's gonna depend. On, I really think Eternals is gonna yeah. have a big right say in kind of what that you know yeah. What the That's big bad? I am be excited for that forward. movie. I didn't put that. Uh, I didn't put the trailer breakdown on on this pod because we talked about it it's a little a teaser. It's in all the right. scrubbed, yeah, scrubs podcast. But I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. Right. Um. Okay. So, like I said, when I first saw that Mephisto th- little hint, I thought that maybe he will be the main villain in this. But then it turns out that Loki is going to be the main villain in this. And then they even pulled another 180 on us in the second episode with, I'm going to just call her Lady Loki. Yeah, female Loki. Yeah. Female Loki. Um, what, what What's your take there? But there are um, all the different variants, right? right? So right. what I think, I think like another like breadcrumb that they'll eventually like drop on us will be Kid Loki. Um, okay. Because they're, they're setting up Young Avengers 100%, like in a I big so way. Too. And so I think kid loki it makes sense to introduce okay. him see in i didn't even show. know that was a character yeah then. okay okay huh. so that that would be another one that i right. think eventually we will see right okay very interesting um but i am excited to see all the different types of variants yeah. when they were shown the little holograms the yeah. like buff looking one i was like <laughs> holy shit so are we just under the impression like this that lady loki is just like a a, a loki just from a different timeline yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what all the variants are. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, so I found it very interesting, and obviously, I think this is going to be an easy answer. But at the end of episode two, it felt like uh, obviously Loki is very mischievous and evil, but not evil. Um, he kind of tickled his evil bone if you will and followed lady loki into the the time zone thing if you will um so do you i mean to me it's a disney marvel show he's going to be redeemed in my mind but i still have to pose the question do you think he will end on a good note or bad note in terms of i guess the mcu or the tva moving forward so it's so weird to think about right so, like, you still haven't seen Ragnarok, have you? I know I sh- I need to, especially with this, because they were fucking major hint dropping yeah, at this one. They referenced yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because um, at the end of Ragnarok, we see, like, the full circle of Loki, where, like, he finally helps Thor. Like, he becomes basically a good guy. Yeah. But you have to remember, in Loki, the series, he was pulled out of 2013, where he was coined as like the big bad true, and true. he's like a complete villain right and so it's weird to think about this loki like technically hasn't been redeemed like yeah. this loki just that's killed a, that's a good point thousands of people right. in new york and so he's probably you know on the scale a lot mm-hmm. more bad than true. you know where we last saw loki right. in ragnarok um, which i also before i forget i want to point this out i also loved how they showed kind of a vulnerable side of Loki, him crying to him, watching himself die by Thanos. I, I did, but I also didn't because, again, I was like, this is 2013 Loki. Yeah. Like, 2013 Loki probably didn't give a shit. The only thing I can think is, like, 
he when they re- like when he realized like when Owen Wilson told him like they didn't go back in time to kill you they went back in time to kill Thanos like it mm. was not about you I, right that was the time where I was like okay yeah Loki would be offended as fuck by that like because <laughs> he's like so yeah. cocky and right. thinks everything's about him right so it'll be interesting to see I I, I think you're right. They're, they've got to redeem him in some way. Right. Um, because <clears throat> I, they're not going to disintegrate him, I wouldn't or, or, think. I wouldn't think. Um, this is a limited series, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they've already announced the season two. Yeah. So, so it, there's going to be – somehow he's going to catch all the variants or whatever, and because of that, it'll win him his freedom or right. something. But um, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Right, 100%. Um, any cameo guesses? I know we kind of talked about King and Conqueror, but anything outside of that? I don't think so. They really have stayed away from And I'm okay with that. Most, I, I think yeah. I'm okay with that. I think when you lean too much on star power of other heroes, I like, I like it when, takes away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like the little characters. So, like, not that War Machine, Don Cheadle is a little character, but, like, we saw him for a second right. in Falcon. Um, we got Jimmy Woo and, right. uh, and Darcy yep. and Wanda. Like, right. I like having the little characters. That still tie in. it together. Right. Yeah. Right. So like maybe you see, uh, like Maria Hill from shield or something sure. like someone like that, uh, I think would be cool. Um, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, let's Ooh, see. Here we go. Ready? I got one. Yeah. I want to see them bring back Phil Coulson because yeah. Loki killed him. Yeah. True. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be interesting if they could do something like I that. I could definitely some of the, see them doing yeah, that for sure. Like going back in a little bit yeah. of timeline. Um, so I guess my next big question is at the end there, you see when Lady Loki does her thing with resetting the timeline or whatever. Um, and then you, they cut back to the TVA where they're watching their the little timeline. screen. Yeah. And you see all the branches starting to spread off. So are they setting up something bigger like like is this i guess what i'm wanting to ask here is loki out of loki falcons falcon winter soldier and wandavision do you think this is going to affect the mcu moving forward the most yeah okay because i think this is pretty much setting up multiverse of madness the spider-man movie as well yeah i mean like, it all think, stems yeah, what it I seems think, like it at least yeah i think it's going to set up all the different like, like you said crazy timelines and stuff so. right um yeah, I, I think this is going to have basically the biggest impact on Marvel outside of like specific to Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. Here's a question that I thought of. Do you think so? Mandalorian got some Emmy love. Do you think any of these shows will like get some like award show love? I think WandaVision could because it's so unique. Yeah, and I think and I think showing homage I think, to those sitcoms. Yeah, I think Elizabeth Olsen. I yeah. think she is Emmy like worthy of being nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was fucking unbelievable yeah. in that show. Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably not. Um, I just asked the question because that was a lot about politics and race and like real issues, which I 100% appreciate. But when you really peel it back, like in terms of I listened to a podcast uh, yesterday about WandaVision and how groundbreaking it is and how it could set the course for TV moving forward. Um, When you think about it in that regard, like. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a big deal. Well, even like costume design, like the right. way it's shot, right. the black and white, they use the live studio audience for right. an episode, like all that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. WandaVision to me actually feels like it could be um, 
an like award type Emmy, winning show. Emmy love, right. Um, these two probably not. Right. This um, is more like Marvel-y. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is very. I comic agree. Book-y. I think I agree with that. Yeah. But I, 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 I would not put it past that Marvel Studios going forward is able to produce you know some of these other characters and right. do it in a way where it yeah. gets some Emmy love. Yeah. It, that'll be interesting to see. Um, just another little tidbit. Uh, Disney also announced that all their premieres moving forward will move from Friday to Wednesday. Do you like that move? I don't know. It's weird on Wednesdays. I know. I know. I kind of like the Friday drop because then I can watch it on Friday night and then listen to a bunch of podcasts and shit all weekend. The Wednesday drops have been weird, but it means we get them sooner, right? Yeah. Yeah. to, To me, either way, it just gives you something to look forward to during the week, during that day. Um, I don't know. I just, I kind of had a routine with my cousin. He would come over. He goes to co- He doesn't live here, but he goes to college in Des Moines and he would come over on Fridays and we would watch whatever Marvel show would be going at the time and go out to eat, make a little day of it. it it'd be a little different on a Wednesday. I feel like, so that, but we'll make it work. It'll be fine. Um, just a little switch. Um, I wonder if they're going to move bad batch to Wednesdays then. Because Bad Batch maybe has been coming Star, out on Fridays. Maybe Star Wars, they do Fridays. and uh, Yeah, that could be. I don't know, I guess, the specifics on that announcement. But uh, All right, let's keep it going. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know this is a little bit dated, but I don't think we have talked about, like, I don't think we talked about the series since it's been over um, on a podcast. What do you think of kind of the overall series and maybe the ending? Yeah, mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like personally, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Thought there was some things that, you know, were hit or miss. Like, um, um, I'm already blanking on his name. What was the fake Captain America? Oh, um, John. Something yeah, like John. real basic. Fuck, I forget. Yeah, what was it, John? <clears throat> John Wilson. John Walker. Walker. Yeah, because yeah, Wilson is Sam Wilson. Right. Right. Um, John Walker. He like he got redeemed so fast in the last episode that I was a little bit like. See nah. though, to be honest with you, I don't know if he did because he's with that uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Yeah, but that's just to be. He doesn't know what her intentions right, are, right? Right. So like, that's fair. He's just. But doing she's it a to bad to, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To like earn some respect, right? But in his stuff. eyes, he thinks he's good. Which yeah. I'll I'll be honest with you, that is one of the reasons why I think this show was so good. Is because they had so many different characters and like groups of characters. Like they had the the flag smashers. They had obviously Falcon and they had Bucky, uh, Bucky and they had um, Zemo. Sam's family, Zemo. Yeah, Zemo. They had uh, Sharon Carter. Yep. Is that her name? Yep. Um, they had all those people, and it just felt like each. See, but I almost think each that's one a of negative. those characters felt like the hero of their own story, which I think is how you're supposed to write for a screenwriter, but it just felt very empathetic. Like I felt very, I could, I could see where, um, what was her, what was the Carly name? Carly? I could see where she was coming from in yeah. her ideology. No, I could, the way too. she went about it was fucked up. Yeah. But, but it also, she turned, she turned so <laughs> fast and, and then like the flag smashers became almost like the worst part of this series because it was like, we didn't really get too much of their ideology yeah. and what they were trying to actually do. Yeah. And then it was like, 
Sharon Carter's the uh, power broker. Power broker out of like randomly, right. even though she was like a we kind of glorified we, I think, agent. Like, I think we uh, called that though, right? Yeah. To me, I think they just had too many storylines. Like to me, it should have been season one. If they're planning on doing two seasons, which yeah. I don't know, like season one should have been either Flag Smashers or Power Broker. Sure, sure. Not one of the because then with Zemo too, like yeah. it just. I think there was they, so much shit shoved into each right. episode that it was kind of hard for them to land the plan, the plane on every <clears throat> single storyline. Yeah, where I think it could have been spread out a little bit better. Yeah, um, they might have benefited but, with like ten episodes because I agree. I think I agree. they did a disservice by only doing six because, like you said, they had to cram so much in. Yeah. But I, I, I agree on that. In term, in terms of like the themes of like politics and mm-hmm. race, like I one hundred percent appreciate that. I I, I like when superhero type things bring it back down to like a real life level yeah so in that regard i i loved it um but i like i i agree with what you said that they tried to cram a lot in but yeah the stuff with isaiah was really yeah that was that was sweet yeah it was really cool um it was just the speech at the that he gives is freaking awesome it just if there's more of the marvel a little too much right like I, they could have just. I think if they gone just a little bit simpler, yeah, it could have been that's fair. even more powerful. That's fair. That's fair. But it was good. And yeah, it was. It was awesome to see Sam finally become Cap. All right. Uh, we needed to get a little alterations with the, the suit. You're not um, a fan of the suit. The suit's fine. I but think it. I think it, it was it'll very, get better over like, time. Very comic. Yeah, no, it was 100 percent comic booky. But like, we just we got to iron it out. Cap, <laughs> right. Cap's first. Uh, suit wasn't great either, and yeah, it had a lot of cheese time, on it. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get it figured out. But do you think so? I I just wrote this, but do you think um, do you think we get a Captain America, a next Captain America movie, or do you think they go the Disney Plus? I think they go route? movie. I I think they do too. Yeah, and I know it was te- it was announced, but it. I, they they did it in such a weird way. Like Hollywood Reporter, I think reported that there's going to be a new Captain America movie. But then Sam or um, what's the dude's real name? Uh, the actor who plays Sam Wilson, um, he like kind of shrugged it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, what is his name? I know that's I can't think of it nuts. up. Of my I'm gonna have to look it up because that's gonna drive me. Nuts. He's the dude. He's the dude from Eight Mile. He's, he's, po- he's Papa Doc Marshall. Yeah, true. Um, that's yeah, what I keep thinking of his Ruffins, his last name, and we are Marshall. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to say that. Bear with us, folks. He's pulling up the IMDb app. It's it, this is going to be embarrassing. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I knew. I knew that one hundred percent. Um. Okay. So, anything else on Marvel? No, I think we're good on Marvel. Cool. All right, so big news on the movie, maybe TV front. I mean, not no maybe about it, definitely. But uh, Amazon bought MGM for uh, eight point four five billion with a B. Chunk change, baby. Chump change for my for the guy Jeff Bezos out there. Um, what will this do for Amazon? Is I guess the biggest question. They they acquired some big name franchises, James Bond. Um, Rocky, um, I was looking at TV as well. Like they got the handmaid's tale, uh, which I s- recently started to get into, but, uh, and then there, that's just the very, very surface. Like there are obviously with eight, 
billion dollars, yeah. they acquire a lot more than that. But what do you think this means? Do you think that we will see those properties on Amazon Prime? Do you think those movies then go to Amazon Prime? Does it switch up in terms of maybe they do something like HBO Max where they premiered in theaters and uh, Prime? Like, do you think there's a, a gigantic shift with this accusation? So, first off, it's interesting that Disney got Star Wars for four billion. Yeah, and then Marvel that stat for like was insane. A billion, right? Or whatever it was. Right. So. To think that they paid eight billion for these properties, which you know they'll make their money back on it, no yeah. doubt, just with you know ten Bond films. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm not sure what to think of it. Like to me, there's no way you can't put James Bond just on Amazon Prime. Like James Bond's a movie experience. Right. It's always. Would you say that's the biggest property the, that they? got? Yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. Um, and so like I that one to me has to be a theater release, and then probably drops exclusively on prime. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the HBO model is going to be the model moving forward where you, I think so too, drop it on both or you limit release, you know, in theaters. Mm -hmm. And then after a month, it goes right to, um, the streaming service. So I just think that's the wave of the future. So in some sense, it makes sense. Um, but I also think Amazon's done a lot better with their originals lately. Um, it used to be kind of a wasteland of just old stuff and yep. like not very good stuff. So they're, they're getting better with their original content. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this helps them um, just have more of that, you know, original context or uh, content to have on their, their platform. Right. Right. And they also have the, the huge Lord of the Rings series yep. coming. So they're, they're making their mark for sure. For sure. Um, I, I brought this up with on the Scrubs podcast, but I don't think they appreciated it as much as I think you might, because I know you're a fan of the the first one. But the Knives Out two cast, how fucking crazy is it? We got Daniel Craig reprising his role as the Donut Hole Man. <laughs> you got Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet. And Leslie Odom Jr. I think they just announced another person that joined the cast. I, I I didn't really recognize the name to be honest, but it's gonna be a crazy cast. Um do you have any story predictions? I mean, it's probably gonna be just another who done it and Daniel Craig is um conducting the investigation, mm-hmm. but um it, the cast is crazy. What the do you cast think? is crazy. I don't know. I I, I with a who done it who like h- how do you right. guess what the hell it's going to yeah. be but uh, the cast is amazing Daniel Craig killed that role so glad to see him back 100%. for uh, a second movie um it'll be interesting to see how it does compare cuz the first one it was almost like kind of a surprise how good it was yeah. right like you right. were like now oh, you're that expecting was, it yeah to now be great. you have expectations on right. it um, so it'll be interesting to see, but I, the cast for the second one to me is probably better than the first cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more big names for yeah. sure. Um, I have a interesting take slash question for you. Come. Okay. Who is the best wrestling actor? I think I might go Dave Bautista. Yeah. Over the rock. Batista is definitely in better. Not saying biggest. Cause yeah. obviously the rock yeah. is the biggest. He's definitely in better movies. Right. Because he even, I mean, I didn't watch that Army of the Dead, but he basically led that movie. 
He was in um, 24. All the Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, he's really good in. He was in Blade Runner 2049, which he had a really cool role. He's coming to that. He's going to be in that Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in some shit. Yeah. He's in more like critically acclaimed shit. Yeah. Where The Rock is more of just the box, box yeah, the office popcorn guy. shit. Right. And then you got John Cena, who f- seems to kind of f- is following yeah. The Rock's lead. He's going to be. Don't sleep on him though with the Suicide Squad. I could see him being good in that. Yeah, he'll he'll be good in that. But that's James Gunn can make me a right. good actor in that. Like, <laughs> fair. You fair. know what I mean. Fair. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just thought that I I I think that's an interesting question to think about. Um, so I'm excited to see him in this. So, all right, um, another another kind of topic that's a little bit dated, but uh, we always talk about this shit, so I figured we at least kind of blow through it, and that's the Oscars. Um, the Oscar winners, I'll just kind of read them off and we can talk about them. So, uh, Best Picture went to Nomadland. Lead Actress went to Frances McDormand in Nomadland. Lead Actor went to Anthony Hopkins in The Father, which was Kind of a surprise. People were thinking it was going to be Chadwick Boseman and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I personally think it should have been. Um, supporting actress went to Ya Jung Yoon in Minari. And supporting actor went to Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. I remember um, that whole funny controversy of if Daniel Kaluuya and... Um, Lakey Stainfield were both nominated for supporting actors. Who was the lead actor in that movie? <laughs> kind of funny. Jesse Plumbins. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh, so that that was interesting, but very deserving. I absolutely love that fucking movie. And then I had to show some love for the animated film Soul because I'll be honest with you, I think it should have been nominated for a uh, Best Picture. Fucking love that movie. Have you seen Still that yet? Haven't seen oh it yet. man, you seriously have to see it. It's so good. There's another Pixar movie, uh, Luca. Coming out yep. for my for my Italian heritage that I have to see. I think it comes out this Friday, so I'll have to check that one out. But uh, what do you think of of this year's Oscars? Um, do you think Nor- Nomadland was deservingly? Have you, so have I you still watched haven't it? seen still any haven't seen of these it. movies? Uh, and I actually it was like the first year in forever that I actually didn't even watch the Oscars. Oh so, really? Yeah, yeah, I just I was busy, so I didn't right. end up seeing it. So. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. give you much of an can't opinion. Can't give a on take. That's fair. Uh, Nomad Land is on Hulu, so that that one's easy yeah, to watch. To There's watch a that. few of them you have to like rent still. Like I've watched. This is a year I've watched all of them, but three I didn't see: Promising Young Woman, The Father, or Minari. Which I really want to see: Promising Young Woman. I've heard really good things about that. Um, the other ones are good. Nomad Land, I think one personally, just because. It was so unique in the way it was told. It felt like a documentary. Yeah. Um, I was personally rooting for Judas and the Black Messiah. That's probably my f- my favorites of the best picture noms, but I'll give it to Nomadland. It'll be yeah. really cool to see that uh, Chloe Zoe's follow-up with the Eternals because no doubt. she went from a best picture, um, I don't want to say an indie movie, but what felt like an yeah. indie movie to now Which being at the helm of a like fucking huge the, Marvel movie. The teaser, like, it felt looks like, that. like it felt shot like that. Like that. 100%. Yeah, no and I remember hearing news uh, stories about she pushed to want to be on practical locations, mm-hmm. like not in a green screen. So I felt that in that trailer, yeah. for sure, for sure. I will say, so I did see a lot of the um, Chadwick Boseman stuff where – 
They fucked that up so badly. 100%. Because you can't leave that to the last oh, category. Because yeah, the category. Yeah, I they, forgot about they, that. They moved it. Last right. picture is always the last category. Right. And this year they moved it, expecting Chadwick Boseman to win it. Mm-hmm. And then it was just awkward as hell. Exactly. When uh, Joker dude, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is like, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, cool. you set us up here and then right. massive blue balls because we didn't <laughs> get what we wanted. Right. So it was like just such a poor job yeah. of between the network and the Oscars. Like the Oscars there, you got to give them a tip. Listen, you can't tell anybody this. Chadwick's not going to fucking win. Right. Don't have that be last because that's what everybody's going to talk so about. So do you think, you think like, I don't know what it was on, ABC, NBC, whatever. Do you think they decide what comes first, last, all that? Oh, I would assume. Okay. They, they decide what to show. I mean, how many awards yeah. aren't shown True. at the Oscars. That's, so. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, they very clearly moved this f- to last Yeah, no, for 100%. A I just didn't know if that would be the Oscars decision. No, because the you would Oscars, think like the Oscar they, yeah. would know who would win or not. Right. You know? Yeah. They, they're, if they did, then they, they should up. be shot. <laughs> right. What should, the hell are you doing? Yeah, that person should be fired because that was a fucking disaster. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I forgot about that whole little deal. But yeah, um, crazy. Um, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Um, can't wait to see how they pay homage to him in the next Black Panther. Wakanda Forever is uh, the official title of that, so that would be cool. Um, all right, let's move on to a little bit of sports here. Um, we have the NBA playoffs going right now. Um, I've kind of been watching on and off. I haven't been fully engaged with it, but uh, tell us kind of your thoughts it's on the playoff it. of I, of, I know Ka- of, uh, Kawhi just got hurt, yeah, so that's the fucking... playoff of uh, attrition. Uh the Lakers lose basically because AD's hurt. Yeah, uh, Chris Paul got hurt in that series. Um, the series now um, with the Jazz and the Clippers, Kawhi's maybe tore his ACL. He's out. Mike Conley's been out that whole series. Uh, on the other side, James Harden's been out. He came back last night, but then Kyrie sprained his ankle, so he's out for the rest of the series. Yeah, it's crazy. And B tore his MCL. He hurt his back the other night, so it's like – Every Sheesh. series, there are just huge injuries right. that just have such an impact. And it's just, and some of it has to be because of what these players have gone through from last year getting over so late to right. then starting so quick this right. year. Like, there's no doubt that's had to have an impact on some of these injuries. Um, but the problem with that is it's going to eventually lead to probably a finals that is not going to be the most exciting. Right. We have a legit chance of seeing the Utah Jazz versus, like, the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. <laughs> and ain't Crazy. nobody want to watch that, I promise you. So, um, you know, uh, it's not great for the NBA. All but, right. um, you know, is what it is. At this point, I'm personally, I'm rooting for the Suns. I want to see Chris Paul win a, a ring. Um, but he just got put in COVID protocol today. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so huh, I don't I know if he's going to be able to play in the first couple games in the that's conference not, finals. That's so. not good. Yeah, so it's it's been a crazy playoffs. Last night, Bucks nets was an, a phenomenal game. Um, there's been a couple of really good games and then just a lot of crackers. Right, so, right. Um, is what it is. At Do you point. have a prediction who the finals might be? I think it's probably Suns Nets would be my guess. Um, assuming that the Nets at least have two of their big three playing, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we'll see. 
And you're rooting for the Suns. I'm I, I probably rooting Suns. for the Suns. I mean, I also like wouldn't hate to see Niang. You know, I like I, I like my boy Niang killing it on the on the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So sure. uh, Matt Thomas is on the Jazz too. Oh, really? Mm. I guess I didn't know that. He doesn't, Aw- doesn't really play much. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any MLB updates for us? How are our Cubbies doing? I haven't. They're good. Really They're paid. in first place in the division. Okay. Uh, goddamn. Um, they must have been coming back then. Yeah, they've been real they've been hot, hot right. Uh, the biggest thing with baseball right now is the pitching grip stuff, foreign substances. Yeah, I don't I know if you've heard, heard about, about this, that, but yeah. basically pitchers were using anything from pine tar to what they call spider tack, which is just super sticky shit mm-hmm. on their hands to get a grip on the ball. And then it, what it does is they call them RPMs, rotations per, I don't know, minute or whatever. Um, and like pitchers RPMs were up so high that like, I mean, hitters just aren't putting the ball in play at all. It's either a home run or it's a strikeout. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they just announced that they're going to have umpires check um, every pitcher before they pitch, their glove, their hands. And if you're caught with anything, you're out, you're suspended for like 10 games. Um, So they're really cracking down on it. So um, a lot of people are pissed about it. Cheating Um, in baseball, what's fucking new? Tale as old as time. Yeah. so they're yeah they're cracking down on it. One guy, um, Tyler Glasnow for the Rays, he like just cold turkeyed it. He quit using stuff, mm-hmm. and like he had to grip to change his grip and stuff. And it, it, he got hurt while he was pitching. So he was. I like, think I did see a picture of that. Yeah. yeah. So like he was super pissed. Huh. Um, Interesting. So, but since they've like started the crackdown or like talked about it. The RPMs have gone way down. Um, batting average is up like ten points. Really, like there has been some significant like changes because right. of this rule. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the year. Yeah, interesting. And then I heard something about this, but then again, I haven't heard much more since I saw this tweet. But um, I thought I saw that the committee was getting together to talk about a twelve-team college football playoff um, by twenty twenty-three. Yeah, what, I'll, what, I'll be honest. I haven't been as locked into this okay. as I, but it does sound like everybody's pretty much in favor of expanding to twelve yeah. teams. Um, it sounds like um, reading between the lines that at least one spot will be kind of reserved for like a non-power five school. Oh, sweet. Um, so I just I, I think it's cool because it gives more of that March Madness feel. Like you get some Cinderella teams and. I mean, obviously, the cream will go to the the, the top, yeah. um, and the best team will probably win, especially in football. But you just it gives it more of that chance of the upset right. Cinderella feel. I'm cool with that. I was even cool with like eight team, like the twelve team is. I I mean that makes it even more of a. It's just a pure money grab. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think, hey, but listen, I think they could do who that. Who the fuck put, cares? Put the bowl, put the bowl as the game. Yeah. Like put like I know the Outback Bowl is like not the biggest bowl, but it's bigger than yeah. you know the Boise Idaho yeah. Bowl, like whatever. Twelve seed. Put that as the, the semi seed. Right? Have right. that be like, the Outback Bowl. I don't find I don't see what the fucking big deal of this. It's not that. Yeah. It's not brain surgery. So, uh, but you you're you're in favor of the. Either expansion or twelve team. What's your ideal number? I mean, is it eight? I think sixteen. That's sixteen. Sixteen would be that'd be cool to me. The you would just have number. Yeah, you would just have to cut down. You know, the bowl season and then just make it like the playoff, right? Yeah, right. That's basically what FCS does. Right, exactly. Playing the same fucking game as far as I can tell. (laughs) Exactly. So 
All right, we should see on that. Hopefully, we'll get an update on that soon. But uh, I think that might be it. Do you have anything else for yeah. the people out there? I don't think I do. Hell yeah. It's good to be back on the pod. It, it was. It's been a minute. Um, go follow our Run Entertainment yes. new account. So I basically took it upon myself to make uh, a production company out. It's like a it's like a branch off of Are You Entertained? Um, and I guess this isn't really a formal announcement, but I, I think it's kind of known if you follow me that I, be, I shot a short film. Um, don't know the marketing plan for it, but hopefully you'll be able to see it at some point this year. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess all I'll say. I'm, it was super fucking fun. A great learning experience. And, uh, Martin Scar Tracy season is on the way. So let's get it. Um, Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. This is Are You Entertained, the OG podcast, and thanks for being with us. Peace.